Hi, welcome back to Bye Blades. What's poppin'? Brand new podcast is dropped. In, oh man, in my head, that sounded a lot cooler. And I'm not, I've had literally like a half a glass of wine. So really this is just 2 a.m. as a person where things sound really good executed in my head just for other people. Please hire me. I'm a fabulous writer. I'm really great. I just personally am bad at executing my own ideas. But alas, we'll start over again. Hey, I'm Bianca. Welcome back to Buy Blades. I'm so excited that you're here this week. I've been off for a little bit just because life can get crazy. Life can get hectic. And as sad as I am to say this, I've become very, very negative. And I don't, I don't really know how it happened. And I've been journaling about it and meditating on it. And I think a part of it definitely, and I know you can relate, is when you're younger, you just don't realize how like difficult life can be. And people tell you that, you know, your grandma tells you that, your parents tell you that, self-help books, self-help, self-help books tell you that if you're a nerd like me, because I was always reading and trying to learn, but you don't take it seriously because you truly think, no, I had a bad hair day in high school and I'm never going to live this down. Or no, I said something really stupid and I am a person where I still struggle with thing I could have said when I was eight and feeling secondhand embarrassment. But you don't realize how hard life can hit you fast. The importance of real hard things when it comes to your family and it comes to health and all of those things. And I think that has trickled down into me becoming very negative, unfortunately. And I don't want to be a negative person. I feel like a lot of the times I'm known for being super positive and I'm known for being this happy-go-lucky happy peppy person. I just sounded like I was in Mr. Geniality. That was not good. This happy peppy person. But truly, I feel like that's what I was known for. And recently, I've had a lot of toxic positivity, which I'm going to go into a little bit more what that means and just being negative. And a very sad, embarrassing story I'm going to share with how my negativity manifested itself into looking like a complete idiot at the vet's office. So I not only lost a substantial amount of money, I, I threw like a bag at the vet because it was an emergency vet, but I also just looked really, really stupid. <laughs> Thankfully, I can laugh about it because I have a good sense of humor. And I gave the vet an A-OK to like talk to all of his friends about it. If he uses a pickup line, if he was single, like I told him to feel free to use my life as a comedy show for him. I want to explain what toxic positivity is. So toxic positivity, it's basically an excess or an ineffective optimism, basically, right? Like you're thinking of all of this positivity and happiness and everything's going to be great, but it results in you denying things and minimizing or invalidating others' experience or your own an effort to be very, very positive and very, very happy. And just like anything, positivity, when it's done in excess or out of balance of feng shui, can be negative, just like sometimes being negative is a bad thing, but being realistic is good. And I realized I was kind of having some signs of toxic positivity when I was journaling. I realized I was kind of like masking some of my real feelings in an attempt to make everything okay. And sometimes things are out of your control and you can only be in control of yourself. And that's something I'm really, really learning, especially in this pandemic and being locked down because I can't do anything or control anything outside of myself. I can't control when I can go into an audition. I can't control someone reading my script, especially because I can't stalk them in person anymore. And I don't mean like weird stalking. And if you think that's weird, remember, Kate Winslet literally stalked James Cameron to get an audition. So please pipe down. I was just sending 
custom condoms from my script to people. Which, by the way, if you're interested and you have money, hit me up. My script is beautiful. The point is, um, I was being very positive to mask my true feelings and not be realistic of things outside of my control. Another sign of being like toxic positive is trying to minimize some experience with some sort of good quote or statement. And good quotes and good statements are very important. Like you need them. I know tons of people that have it written across their mirrors. They memorize a statement a day. It's a mantra. But there's a big difference between your mantra becoming an obsession or something that's unrealistic between, okay, this is my situation. Here's my mantra moving forward. And I definitely was erasing some things and kind of stuck in this trap hole of toxic positivity and then realizing, okay, this isn't working because it wasn't meant and being used or processed in the right way and being very, very negative. So it starts off with everything is fine. And then maybe 15 minutes later, I'm like crying, hyperventilating. And then I'm thinking of like the worst case scenario. And I think that just because, mm, can't speak English, I'm sweating. I'm feeling very vulnerable. But I'm glad to feel vulnerable because I feel like this is something a lot of people can relate with, especially, like I said, not just with the pandemic, because I know living in California, we can't really do anything. Like, let's be honest, we can't do anything. <laughs> Everything is locked down. Like, people are so desperate to do things. They're getting pedicures in the parking lot while people are wearing battle gear, which I know it's called PPE, but basically it's like a whole battle gear because this disease is crazy. And we can't do things. But I know in other parts of the world or even in America, things are open, you can relate on some level. And even if you can't, it's just, I think, becoming an adult. You become an adult and life gets really, really hard and you start seeing, you see your friends having miscarriages or you see babies being born and they're terminally ill. You see your parents or your grandparents getting sick or catching a disease. You start actually really paying attention to the news and not just your one-sided news because I don't really care if you're a Republican, Democrat, Libertarian. But you start really reading the whole news and you're like, man, things are crazy. This is sad. And life really starts to hit you. And it's harder to stay positive in a positive light. Look at that pun. Instead of toxic positivity, which is what I've been kind of going through. And it's difficult because you want to think for the best. You want to manifest the best. You know, that's what's in right now. You're manifesting your future. You're doing all these cool things. But sometimes you just really can't and you have to sit in the sadness or sit in the stress or sit in that anxiety and it's hard to not get stuck and wallow in it it's a delicate balance you know sing for me elton john tiny dancer it's a it's a delicate balance to be true to yourself but also try to think for the best and be a good happy decent person about two weeks ago my dog gracie she's a cocker spaniel she's seven she's amazing she's full of energy couldn't walk up the stairs i was like oh it's a little weird and then she didn't want to hop on the bed and she didn't want to move at all. And of course, my wheels start spinning and I'm like, she's sick. Something is terribly wrong. I have failed her. And now, not only am I being negative about her health, I'm being negative about myself. Because clearly, if the dog is hurt, it's my responsibility to take care of her. And you can see how this is all just transpiring and really leaking out of how I'm feeling at the moment because I'm stressed about so many unknowns in my life. So now I'm really, really nervous. And I'm thinking, what's wrong? So, you know, I'm on Google, which don't Google anything. And I know this is something that people say, but truly, like, don't be Googling when your dog is sick or your friend is sick. Just go to a vet, go to a doctor. Just don't go on Google. So now I'm on Google. I'm on, like, health version of, like, PetMD 
I'm going bananas trying to figure out like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with my dog? And like nothing good is coming up, you know, they're saying like kidney failure. And I'm like, oh my God, she has kidney failure from what? Talking about liver failure, crazy, crazy things that I couldn't even think of. And then late in the middle of the night, because now I'm like even afraid to touch her because that's how stressed out I am, where I'm like, what if she has cancer and she's in pain, but she's such a trooper and she loves me, she's not expressing her pain. Which obviously any of my friends who are vets are like, that's nuts. If she's in pain, you're going to know. But not in my little head, okay? I'm stressed. I'm doing toxic positivity. And I'm thinking of the worst. (laughs) So she's laying head down. So her, you know, her butt and her back paws are facing me in bed. And I look and I'm like, there's a tumor on her leg. And now I'm freaking out. So I, of course, wake up my poor husband. And it's not that late. It's like 1030. But to us, it's late. We're a newly married old couple, okay? We like to be in bed by at least 9.30. I've taken my sleepy time tea, a little tiny edible. I'm knocked out. I've done my gouache on my face. Like, we're in bed, okay? It's been in bed. At least asleep for an hour and a half. So now he's like in REM sleep. So I'm shaking him really heavy because he's a deep sleeper and he's all groggy. And I'm like, crazy, it's a tumor. What do we do? And now at this point, I'm convinced the tumor has been there and it's my fault. And now we're going to have to amputate her leg. So I'm thinking of like, how do I, do they have like those little dog wheelchairs? Will she limp on her own? We have to put her to sleep. And I'm also screaming this at him, by the way, (laughs) because he had his little, um, he has earplugs sometimes he sleeps in if I like want to play music at night when I can't sleep. And I couldn't sleep because I was stressed about Gracie being sick. So now I'm screaming at him because he's got his earplugs in and I'm telling her like, she's sick. We have to go to a hospital. And he's like, she's been fine. Just go to sleep. We'll figure it out in the morning. Like we'll call a vet. Don't worry. Of course, that's not good enough for me. So now I start shaking. And when I say shake, like, I'm not shaking like I'm throwing it back or shaking like, ooh, I went in a haunted house. Like, my whole body is literally shivering like I fell into an ice-cold pond, like, shivering. So now Kyle's, like, moved to the other side of the bed because I'm shaking so much (laughs) and bothering him in bed, and I'm paranoid. And then I want to go look at the tumor again, but I know if I look at it, I'll probably throw up. I've always been that kid. In elementary school, if a kid got sick, I got sick. It was terrible. I just, I pray for my children. I pray that they, I might put them in a bubble because I can't handle it. So now I'm not sleeping at all. I don't sleep. So now it's about 1130. So I've waited and I found an all night vet and I call them and I'm freaking out. I'm crying on the phone. They probably don't even think I speak English because I'm like stuttering and can't even put the words together of what's wrong. And I'm like, okay, we'll bring her in, but it's $500. And that's what holds me in my, like, what? $500 just to see the dog. Like, imagine if something is wrong with her, which now at this point I'm convinced I've seen a tumor on her leg. That's going to be like $3,000. That's, that's insane. That's, that's like getting 16 new dogs. That's how much money that is. That's, in, that's nuts. Okay, well, that's clearly a sign from the universe that I'm supposed to just lay in bed and shiver. And just try to be as positive as possible. So now I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking, I can't control these things. And now I'm thinking of all the moments that I should have played ball with her more. Because she, if you know this dog, she loves to play ball. She could literally do it all day long. In the middle of the night, she's got like her squeaky toy in her mouth. She loves ball. And I'm thinking, wow, I need to be more in the moment. I don't know when I've gotten so negative, but I've missed out on so many fundamental good moments. Just being on my phone or stressing over the future and not being in the moment. And this is really kind of when it slightly hit me, like, hey, I need to be more positive, but not in a negative way where I'm forcing myself to believe it, but just like genuinely like, hey, I've gotten this far. I've been so blessed. 
everything is fine. So the next morning, now I haven't slept all night, genuinely. And I, it, you can tell. I've gotten to that point where I'm 27 and I used to be able to go out all night and I used to have shots of tequila and I used to be like, pew, pew. I literally had no alcohol, looked a mess, okay? I need my sleep now. I need it all. I call the vet and I'm crying on the phone and they get me in, but they can't get me in until 3.30. They couldn't get me in until 3.30 in the afternoon. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So now I have to count down the hours again and I'm caressing her and I'm playing CC Winans because I want the Holy Spirit of the Lord to bless her and to heal her. <laughs> this is a true story. And I'm not letting her walk and I didn't feed her only a little bit just in case, you know, they had to put her to sleep. Like I'm thinking like way ahead here, you guys, like insanely over something that could be like a pimple. That's what my dad told me. He's like, it's probably a pimple. She gets them all the time. And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't looked at it again. I can't handle it. I get to the vet. There's a poor dog that's literally bleeding out that got attacked by a pit bull. And I'm like, see again, things could be way worse. Like she's fine, she's walking. And I'm not trying to diminish to their person's experience. I'm just saying like, these are examples of, I think everything is the worst and there's always something that could be way worse. And it's not like a feel good story. Cause I hate that when people like post like a kid in a wheelchair and they're like, look, look at what's your excuse. Like I hate that type of motivation or encouragement. But truly it was an eye opener where it's like, everything is fine. She's eating, she's going to the bathroom, she's breathing. There's an issue bothering her leg and we'll figure it out. But I think, again, all the way to the worst case scenario. Again, I think all the way to the worst case scenario, I was thinking of her wheelchair, a doggy wheelchair, which by the way, those things are really, really cute. I Googled them for at least a half an hour. I get into <laughs> the vet appointment room. I wanted to say operating room, but I don't think that's like the technical term. If anyone knows, please let me know. The appointment room, uh, I'm, I'm struggling with what it, I'm in the room. I'm in the vet's <laughs> room. We weigh her and I'm explaining all the issues and the vet tech is very nice. And she's like, okay, well, you know, the vet will be in here soon. So now I'm sitting there sweating and I'm like, okay, this is the moment. He's just going to tell me something and I'm going to handle it. I'm going to be a strong woman. You know, I'm going to be an independent woman. And the vet comes in and now I'm shaking and poor Gracie's shaking because again, her back legs were shaking because she was walking on it funny. And he's, asking me all the things that I'm telling him and I'm like all right well I found a tumor on her leg so I think maybe that's what's bothering her but she's been eating she's been sleeping she's going to the bathroom regularly like nothing is really out of the ordinary for her and he goes okay well let's look at that tumor and I'm like okay I just want to let you know I need to sit down for this I pass out very easily I don't really do all this and he's like yeah huh okay and he pulls it out and I'm like oh my gosh that's it and I sit down you know a wave I turn pale as pale as a mixed curl can get I'm I'm pale and he goes, this right here? And I'm like, yes, sir. I'm so sorry. I should have brought her in sooner. And he looks at me, deadpan, and lifts up his seeing glasses. And he's like, that's her vulva. Just so you understand, he was like, that is her vulva. I thought her vagina was a tumor. I raced her to the doctors. I didn't sleep all night. I was paranoid that because of her limping, something was wrong and negatively like manifested her genitalia being wrong. And if that's not a metaphor of my life, I don't know <laughs> what is. But that's truly what happened. And it was in that moment in this vet's office where I was like, oh my gosh, I have turned into this, such this negative person. How did this happen? And of course, I know how this happens. I was tired. I was paranoid. But I literally took my dog, rushed in for an emergency appointment when well, there's a dog out there who got attacked by a pit bull whose appointment I took before them saying, this is an emergency, take my dog in. And it showed how paranoid I am, not only about 
my health, my husband's health, my family's health from everything that's going on with my dad, but just also how negative I've become. And I don't want to become this negative person. I want to become this positive person. I want to become this person where if I do find a tumor on my dog, I say, that's nothing. That's nothing that God can't handle. That's nothing I can't handle. We'll get through this. And I'm not that person right now. And it was a really big pill for me to swallow. And it's hard for me to even articulate because one, that's really embarrassing. And I told the vet that like a million times, like, I'm really sorry. And he tried to play it off like, oh, it happens all the time, which I don't know how that happens because that's wild. I didn't know a vagina. I have a vagina. Like, oh, the point of this short podcast is my life has been a little crazy and I want to get better at sharing it with you and feeling vulnerable enough to share it and also encourage you that if you're in the same spot, which if I'm in this spot, not that I'm like this golden goose child, but like I normally am very positive and think everything will be fine and I don't really get depressed, but it can happen and you need You don't have to pull yourself out of it, but you need to be able to talk to someone about it and not just your friends, but like a therapist, like get a therapist. If you can't afford a therapist, okay, get a really good friend, but you need to pull yourself out of it because you deserve better. Life is way too short to be manifesting tumors out of vulvas and it's too short to not be blessed in the moment and not to be able to forgive other people and not be able to grow. People make mistakes. People do bad things sometimes, but it's not a representative of them and you've got to pull it together. And sometimes you have to cut them out. Sometimes you don't. I don't know your personal situation. You have to do what's best for you and you have to try to get rid of being a toxic person. You know, that toxic positivity is bad for our health because it puts shame on your emotions. You're suppressing your emotions. You're no longer owning them. And then you start isolating yourself and comparing yourself to others and how they are viewing things and that's not right. And I think some examples to hear is I used to say all the time, like, don't think about it. I'm just going to stay positive. And instead I should be like, I need to describe what I'm feeling and listen to myself. Or even if you're saying it to someone else, you know, like, don't think about it, stay positive. No, like ask them, like, what are you feeling? Like, I'm going to listen to you. Or things like, you know, positive vibes only. That's BS. Tell your friends and yourself, I'm here for you in the good, in the bad, in the ugly, in the silly, because Gosh, I need friends who are there for me in the silly because that's all I deal with. (laughs) But there are so many ways and so many things that I think occur. We just kind of pick it up where we think like, oh, we're being negative. Like, I can't be negative. You can be negative, but you can't wallow in it. And I think the sooner we start accessing like, oh, that's toxic positivity. Let's Let's be realistic here. Let's be honest and raw in this moment. Let's remember that everyone has a story and abilities and limitations. And they're all different and that's okay. And suffering's a part of life and you're not alone and you're seen. And if if you don't feel seen, make sure you validate yourself that you're being seen because you are seen. You are so loved. We're all on this giant floating rock, which is a miracle where we have air and trees and lakes and a liver and kidneys that are working, fighting out toxins for our body. Like we are so blessed. And I think it's time instead of thinking we have to say, oh, we're blessed. Let's enjoy this blessing. It's okay to say, hey, there's a speed bump. I felt kind of nauseous over the speed bump, but I'm feeling better. Like, feel those emotions. Be positive. Love yourself. And also double check that the tumor that you think on your animal is not their genital area because the vet will judge you. They'll be probably very nice, and hopefully they've got great bedside manner like mine, but you'll feel like a whole idiot. (laughs) (laughs) can't believe I just shared that story with you. It's really embarrassing. And I just want to leave on this one last note to remember that toxic positivity is like an assumption 
that your personal emotional pain or situation isn't worth being acknowledged. You shouldn't be chastised for having emotions by anyone else or yourself. And it's okay to stare head on at uncertainty and be okay with it, knowing that everything always comes together. Reality can be painful, but it's beautiful, and it's a lot harder when you're in denial or you're out of touch. With that said, I'm going to attempt to figure out how to make what's popping. Brand new podcast is, nope, still didn't work. I'm going to work on that. Love yourself. Be kind to others. I'm Bianca Blades, signing off for On the Air.